kind of difficult for me to get started this time of year on preaching. I don't feel very preachy. I just don't feel that same kind of sense that I often do when I get ready to proclaim the word. And it has a lot to do with, with the, the stable, the quiet presence of God invading humanity in such a calm and normal way that many people would just miss it. And that's kind of the feeling that comes over me this time of year. I, I don't really want to preach so much as I just want to tell. And I just want to hear the story again. A story that we never get tired of hearing. A story that we, we yearn to hear. And yet we don't want to hear it preached about in the connotation of what preaching means. Most often, if we're really honest. Who needed any words when the bells rang out, what child is this? Except the ones that rang in your own minds and your own hearts. Who needs a reminder of how humbly Christ came to us except to see the lives of the small children gathering here for worship and for nurture and for care in this place? And so I think that really this season is about opting out of the hustle and the bustle, if you will. And trust me, I know that's difficult. I do what I always did, and I think I'm almost done, but I probably need one more small taste. But I need to buy a gift yesterday. Actually, I need to buy two. One of them could have waited, and I really didn't realize it until I'd gotten there and got all the dates in my head for the family. Don't ask me why. But I went to the mall Stonebriar Mall, and I peacefully kept trying to turn into the road that would lead to the mall road that would lead to the stores in the mall if you could ever get in a parking place. And I watched in amazement as people came from all directions. And occasionally, I saw a touch of Christmas. Because, you know, in malls, they have this thing. You turn in, and there's no stop sign to keep you from going to the mall. Until you get on the streets on the inner circle of the mall, and everybody else has to stop there. Do you know how long you have to wait there for one car to get in? Because all of North Texas, Southern Oklahoma, and Central Texas were at Stonebriar Mall. I don't think anybody else was at another mall in Dallas. Well, they were all right there, camping out in their cars, waiting for the next car to move 10 feet so they could move 10 more feet. I found myself in that line. And I felt a little anxiety creeping into my peaceful soul. I didn't have a lot of gifts that I needed to go buy, just a couple. I just needed to get in. And I already knew what I was going to get kind of for one and the other I didn't. But I knew it wasn't a very important gift. It was a man's gift to give away amongst our immediate family. And you know what men do with gifts anyway, right? If they really want them, they've already bought them, right? So anyway, I wasn't worried about that gift. The other one... I had a good idea about doing, so I braved the, wow, it was amazing. I could imagine church and them lined up like that. It took a lot of imagination. (laughs) You know, waiting calmly in line to get to where they wanted to go. And then I thought, you think of the stable, and there was no line at the stable. In fact, I doubt if any of the main players would have been there had not the angels first brought the message from God to the people that most needed to hear it that day. The message from God 
brought by angels to the people who most needed to hear it that day. And the first day that needed to be was poor Mary, the virgin betrothed to Mary Joseph, who the angel showed up to and said, hey, you're great. You know, God's with you. You're going to have a child, and you'll name that child Jesus. And she said, no, wait, wait. I don't feel very favored with what you're telling me. I'm not yet married. How can this happen? Well, with God, everything is possible. And in fact, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. You shall be with child. And this child is coming from God. He will be the Savior of all those who believe in him. Can you imagine such a message? Hmm. If Mary hadn't had the visit from the angel, she'd have never showed up. <laughs> she would have. Come on. She would have run probably from Joseph. Can you imagine? Hi, Joseph. We're going to be parents. Oops. But Mary, we can't be parents because we haven't done anything to cause us to be parents. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit has come upon me. Yeah. She needed an angel. You better believe it. You better believe she needed an angel. And then Joseph. Uh, you believe what Mary told me? Good Lord, have mercy. What's the matter with this child? How could she do this? I'm going to have to find a place. I, I won't embarrass her in front of the rest of them. I need to just get her moved away, out of sight. And then the angel showed up again. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The child she is bearing, you shall name Jesus. He shall save their people from their sins. They keep saying it over and over again, don't they? And in that, those words... Joseph then was able to go to Bethlehem. Otherwise, Joseph would have been a no-show. His seat would have been empty. He would have picked a more responsible person to be his wife. And then, of all things, Jesus comes. And what happens? The angels come to deliver the message. They come to First Church Jerusalem to let everybody know, right? No. They go to the headquarters for all the governing authorities, right? No. They go to the lowly, plain, hard-working people of their day, the shepherds in the field, and an angel shows up. And if they thought that was something, after he told them what was going on, then the heavens burst forth and choir of angels showed up and began to announce peace on earth. Wow, what a sight for these humble, poor, ordinary people to be the ones to receive the message from the heavenly choir. And after they disappeared, they went on to see this thing that had happened. 
Wow. You know, really, that's the only word for Christmas is wow. We don't need to say anything. In fact, sometimes we get carried away and we try to say too much. Every year I get that impression on Christmas Eve at about midnight. I look out the congregation, some of them are dressed in pajamas, and I say, wow. <laughs> Only in 2014 could we come to church in pajamas and it'd be okay. And some did last year and some might this year. But, you know, even at that moment, it's almost like, I don't really want to say anything. Let's just all sit here and soak up the hope. Soak up the peace. Soak up the joy. Soak up the love. Be just like a sponge. Because God is so anxious to give that experience to each of us again as well as continually. But, you know, you have to preach a sermon because it's Sunday morning and you're with the congregation, so I should preach a sermon. So, let's see. Let's do it this way. The messengers of Christ and his birth, the messages of Christmas, if you will, were in a long line of messengers in the Old Testament where messengers and the word used in the Hebrew form there meant both messenger and divine messenger. It meant both the kind of thing we think of when we think of angels, and it meant people who could be messengers of God. In fact, half of the times when that same Hebrew word is used in the Old Testament, it is used to describe human people, not angelic people in the heavens. The other half, it talks about angels. Now, in the New Testament, it's different. There's only a couple of spots where the word angelos is used in the Greek to mean an earthly messenger. But still, the, the possibility is still there. So when we think about these messengers of Christmas, these angels who came to speak, we need to be clear in our minds just kind of what they came to say. Today, there's born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Hmm. Wow, what a message to give to those shepherds. Remember that when he came to Mary, he came to tell her really that she was chosen for a purpose. The message of the angel was you've been chosen for a purpose and that is to give birth to the child of God. Now you have a mission to raise that child in the awareness of, that he belongs to God. What can impact our lives more than having a clear sense of purpose and mission that comes from God through his messengers? Nothing. Nothing can do more for our lives than that. Now, I know you're thinking, yeah, but I can't have a child. I'm a guy. I'm coming back to that. Just hang on to it. And then the angel came to Joseph who was going to make a bad mistake. You ever been in a place in your life where you're about to make a good decision that's going to turn out to be a bad mistake? People do it all the time. Y'all never do that, I know, right? Y'all never do that. But other people do it. And in this case, God sent an angel to Joseph and says, no, 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 no. Let me guide you through this. I know it seems bad. I know it seems impossible, but it really is what she said it is, and you need to take her as your wife. Joseph 
needing some guidance. You ever needed any guidance? You ever needed a message from God to guide you through something or to help you remain standing in the midst of something that was too hard to hear? Sure you have. People of God know that in those times when we need to speak, need to hear God's word, we need a messenger to bring to us clarity so that we can make the right choices in our lives. Now, it's hard to slow down to listen to those messengers when we're teenagers, when we're children. It's, life is a lot like what you just witnessed with the children getting their box. This is not an expensive toy, you know, you understand that. But once you say it's a gift, then, you know, it's dangerous up here. (laughs) Because, you know, they're just, they have a purpose, and it's to get to that box as fast as possible to be sure that there's one for them. We're kind of like that in life sometimes when we're young, aren't we? We're rushing to everything. And sometimes in our rushing, we fail to hear the message that's meant to guide us on where we're going. And then there's this message that comes to these shepherds. Not the wealthy, not the wise, but the ordinary. A message for all people. A message that is to be shared with the world. A message that we would never want to forget. Good news of great joy. Any day when we're feeling like we are the people of God and life is just crushing us down, we need to remember that we are the people of good news. And that good news applies to us in our current situation, whatever that may be, in the midst of threat, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of bad choices, God sends a message to us that he meant for us to have joy, that he has brought us peace, and we need to rest in that peace and in that joy. We don't need to let fear crowd it out. We don't need to let uncertainty cloud our way. We don't have to be afraid because we're in the hands of a God who loves us and counts us precious. Whatever life may bring our way, whatever life may do to us on this earth, it cannot compare to the joy and to the peace and to the hope and to the comfort we have in the presence of the Holy One who came to us as a babe. Nothing else can shake that feeling of being one with God unless we allow it to. And we just should not. Now, I know, we're human. Sometimes we keep, we go so far down the road trying to solve our troubles without talking to them about God, we forget to ask for the messenger. Have you seen an angel lately? I see an angel pretty often. I work around some angels, and that makes it easier. I'm talking about the human kind. Don't get me wrong here. Don't. I'm not spooked out on you. But I do believe that messages come from above, and I do believe that sometimes we experience the presence of one from another realm of life who speaks to us a message that we should hear. 
I don't think they come that often. I think most of the time, the message that God wants to convey is conveyed through his children, the shepherds in the field, who are the first to know. And in case you didn't recognize it because we're so relaxed this morning, that which is what I hope to achieve, I like it when we're all quiet occasionally. Don't get excited about that. And today is that day. But when we get really relaxed, we can then sense and feel how awesome is this moment because the transition of these three experiences of the messengers of God is to lead us to the place where we become the messengers of Christmas. The place where we have the good news of joy for everyone. The place where our hearts are open to not only receive peace, but to offer peace to family members, to friends, to the person who just cut you off in line at the parking lot, to the person who broke in line because they were in such a hurry. Fool them, smile at them, and let them break in line. It'll be good for them. And who knows, it might even be good for you. Now, if you get a really big jerk... No, no, no. God loves even the jerks at Christmas. That's what's wonderful, isn't it? And when we can really be God's people in the sense of all that goes on in this season, if we can just stay calm, then once again the babe will come to rest in our arms and we'll be able to hold it. And there's no feeling in the world like holding a small child in your arms, is there? There's nothing quite like it. I've gotten some really weird looks. I know I'm getting older because it's starting to show because I want to talk and speak to everybody's children wherever I see them. And they're looking at me like, we don't know who you are. Quit talking to our child. And I'm thinking, but the child looks like they want me to talk to them. (laughs) And most of the times, they're ready to. They're laughing or reaching out if I'm reaching out with my eyes or with my smile. Other parents think I'm a little weird, and they think, maybe, who's that guy? Do we need to call them all security? And I forget they're not all part of my congregation that know me. But then that's what I want to do is forget it because I want everybody to be part of my congregation. I want everybody that you come into contact with to be part of your message I want you to be able to tell them about the good news of great joy. There's a Savior that's been born. You're going to meet with some family, and some of them don't act like you at all. In fact, you're wondering if, how they got to be a part of your family. They seem so different. Take a deep breath before you go to that family gathering. Maybe take two. Take an aspirin if you need it or a Tylenol. But go there in the sense of the spirit of the season to enjoy your family, even the ones who drive you crazy. Surely for one day out of the year, we can be at peace with all people. Let it be Christmas and let it be family gatherings. Don't take the bite. Don't get into the argument. Don't mind who sits where. Don't care who got which gifts. Don't bother about anything. Just share. The good news of great joy 
that God loves the very people that you love too, even the quirky ones. And that means, my beloved, that God loves you too. With all your faults, with all your struggles, with all the ways in which you feel weird or different, God still loves you. And God loved you so much that he came into the world in the human form. We call that incarnation. He came incarnate to be one of us. You just can't get over that. And some people just, they receive it and they think, well, you know, it's a good thing that God came to the world to become human and take care of us. That's really good. No, it's not. It's, I don't know the word for it because there is no word for it. It's more than astonishing. It's more than awesome, that word we love to use for so many years. It's more than great. It's more than amazing. It's more than any word we can come up with that God became one of us for us. And that's great news. It's great news to the person who doesn't have a job. It's great news to the person who's lost a loved one recently. It's great news to the family that's struggling to keep the ties together. It's great news to the people who are driving you crazy. And it's great news we need to share. Came to the shepherds, he said, go and see it. They did. He came to Joseph and said, don't be afraid. I've got guidance for you. He came to Mary and said, you've got a purpose. Purpose, guidance, great joy. I'm sending you as a guided missile into the world. A missile of great joy with a purpose to look for the quiet moments when you can calmly say, God loves you and God cares about you, even in the midst of your struggles, even in the midst of your joy. The messengers of Christmas are not just angelic beings from another realm. They are also the people who gather around the crib to look at the miracle of all miracles, God become flesh.